0: Everyone, welcome back uh, to Capes and Japes. Uh, The spooky season is behind us, and now we are into the darkness season. (laughs) It's so dark here. I don't like it.
1: It's unfortunate because now our recording time is also the time where the sun is coming in through the window, and I can't have the fans on, otherwise it will get too noisy. So now it's just... It's gonna be hot. <laughs> we're both,
0: we're both just, uh, we're both just doing our best, um, and we're we're doing it for you because, our dear listeners, because we are here to tell you today about the captain of America.
1: And I, I would like, I would like to start this off by yes. saying that if you are listening to this on the day that it is released. And you have, you, if you live in America and you are able to vote and you are currently listening to this on Tuesday, November 6th, aka Election Day, you know who would want you to vote? Steve Rogers. Steve, Steve Rogers, Rogers would want you to vote. Please pause this <laughs> podcast and go vote. Other, or, or listen to it on your way to the, your, to your local polling place. Just,
0: please vote. It's- Please vote. It's so important. If you're listening to this in the morning when it comes out, you still have plenty of time to research what's on your ballot. Um, just, just go, go out, go out and vote because it's what Captain America would do. Um, and we're gonna tell you why. Because we're gonna learn about Captain America. But learn about him while you're on your way to vote if you haven't voted
1: yet. Okay. All right. So. Today, we are talking about Steve Rogers, and you probably already know at least a little bit about him from the movies where he's played by Chris Evans, and he's wonderful, or you know him from comics already, but either way, Steve is, wow, wow, he's, he's got, he's got a lot going on. (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy. Oh boy. So... He was created in 1940 by Joe Simon and Jack Kirby, and mm-hmm. Simon did like the original concept and sketch where he named him Super American. And then <laughs> <laughs> and then he thought it was a bad name because there were already too many super whatever's, and so he renamed him to Captain America cuz there weren't that many captains in comics. <laughs> so, yeah, it was a good call. It, it was a very good call. Can you imagine a movie called Super American? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, no, it'd be bad. Oh, boy. But uh, fun fun fact about the beginning of Captain America. Um, Simon was going to have two other artists working on the comic along with Jack Kirby. And just so that he wouldn't get overloaded. But... Jack Kirby got really upset and said <laughs> that he could do all of it and make his deadline. I oh, was <laughs> like, oh my no, God. no, I can do it. I can do it. That's that's my man. Which I get. I get it, Jack Kirby, but also please take care of yourself, my dude. <laughs> he loves Captain America too much. He, He's just like... No, this is great. I want to do it. I want to do all of it. I don't need help from these two dudes who are both named Al. (laughs) (laughs) Just two Al's. Yeah, but Joe Simon was like, I'm really glad that I let Jack Kirby do all of it because it turned out great. And I don't know how it would have turned out if I had had Jack Kirby and those two owls on it. (laughs) It almost sounds like I'm saying owls. I'm not. (laughs) that would also be amazing if captain
0: america was drawn by jack kirby and a couple of owls
1: that would be incredible um one one thing that i came across that i want to bring up because (laughs) it's just hey all those people out there who are complaining about keeping politics out of their comics and who probably aren't listening to our podcast right now because we're (laughs) we're dumb sjw's i guess. Uh, Yeah, look at us. Captain America was literally created to be a political platform for Simon and Kirby's thoughts about Nazi Germany. He was literally created to punch Nazis. He got his own title right away (sighs) without even showing up in an an anthology first, just so he could punch Hitler. (gasps) Yes! Which, you know, sounds great and all, but... Simon and Kirby got death threats and hate mail because people were mad that Captain America was punching Nazis in the 40s. In Um, the 40s!
0: There is that one, I don't know if this is, you have this in your notes, there's that one very famous story about them, like like, a bunch of skinheads at the Marvel office, like, we're here to show Jack Kirby what we think of his Nazi-punching superhero. And Jack Kirby goes, all right, and gets up from his desk and rolls up his sleeves and goes downstairs and they run away.
1: I don't have that in my notes because I couldn't find a source for it. I mean, there's there's probably one out there, but I just couldn't find it. And also... I did all this research this morning, so I was like, I don't have time. <laughs> That's fine. It There's is so maybe, much.
0: It is maybe apocryphal, but it is also my favorite thing in the world to it, think about.
1: It is also incredibly good. But so good. Uh, Steve Rogers, the... Yes. Steve Rogers, the man, was <laughs> born in New York in the Lower East Side of Manhattan In the cinematic universe, he was born in Brooklyn, so if there's any discrepancy in, like, newer post-MCU comics, it's probably because of the popularity of the Captain America films. But he Mm -hmm. does canonically move to Red Hook in Brooklyn later in the comics, so they're probably just like, (laughs) oh, shoot. (laughs) Brooklyn, Brooklyn, Brooklyn. He moves to Brooklyn. (laughs) He's there now. That's where he is. That's where he Don't is. Fact check us. Uh, but his dad died when he was a kid, and his mom died when he was a teen. Once again, showing you how dangerous it is for parents in comics. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and even though Steve is a tiny man who is a fine arts student who makes comics oh. <laughs> very, very skinny, very frail he is so disturbed and upset by Hitler and Nazi Germany that he goes to sign up for the army and is refused to due to being so skinny and frail. He just, he's, he's not fit, not fit for duty. Oh no. But like some guy just offers to use him as a test subject and he just (laughs) does it. (laughs) Why not? Yeah, it's like, hey, bud, we have this drug that will make you big and strong, and you can go and fight Nazis. And Steve's like, hell yeah. <laughs> hell yeah, let's do it. Sounds like my jam. Yeah. uh, And everybody who like saw the Captain America movie knows this bit of the origin story, but just in case you didn't, uh, after <laughs> he transforms into the super soldier the doctor who was who created it which in the comics the very first one he was his name was joseph reinstein and then <laughs> later it was retconned to abraham erskine uh, with like his original name as a sort of like witness protection code name after he defected <laughs> from germany sort of thing
0: right, um, of course
1: and he was assassinated by a nazi spy who also destroyed the rest of the serum before being apprehended by Steve. And in in the movie, he, like, takes some cyanide and kills himself. In the comic, this dude just, like, is so afraid of Steve that he runs into some equipment and it electrocutes him to death. Holy shit! He just straight up runs into equipment and dies. I mean, like, same
0: if Captain America was mad at me, probably.
1: Yeah, that's that's fair. Uh and this causes problems because <laughs> you know, this 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 dude dies. Not not the spy. The spy dying doesn't really cause problems. But Dr. Erskine slash reinstein dying, uh it causes some major problems because <clears throat> he didn't really take complete notes on his serum. Oh my god. Which is the uh it it's the comics Uh, roundabout way of saying when we rewrote this later when we just redid all the Captain America origins and like flashbacks and everything we forgot how it happened or the Comics Code Authority wouldn't let us show a man sticking a needle into another man's arm so (laughs) he had to take the super serum orally or we want to like do something more high tech so there's like Vita rays now so, <laughs> it's this very complicated thing that sometimes includes injections or oral, in, oral treatments and Vita-rays and, like, a workout regimen, but sometimes it has, like, one or two or all of those things. It's <laughs> uh, <laughs> fun. It's all very complicated, but they use it as a plot point. Because a bunch of people try to replicate the super so- soldier serum. Oh my god! So many people. It never goes right. I'm not even gonna mention all of the times that this happens because it's just like, why? It, it's just like, oh, gotta fight another person who was trying to replicate the super soldier serum. Well, it it
0: does. It has never worked even once. <laughs>
1: It worked once! With Steve!
0: (laughs) It worked the first time! That's it?
1: Uh. (laughs) You fools! But after this, the government's like, hey, maybe we shouldn't, like, do anything about this because this was a kind of messed up thing that we did to a human man. And we kind of don't want other people to think, like, oh, wow, they had this cool thing and then they lost it. What losers? Their scientists should take better notes. Uh, <laughs> but Nerds. <laughs> nerds. But Steve's in the army now as this perfect super soldier who's got some good strength and stamina mm-hmm. and agility and intelligence. And the government gives him a bulletproof shield, a gun, and they make him an outfit that he designed himself. <laughs> <laughs> and he's got a secret identity as Steve Rogers, the clumsiest infantry private at, I think it's pronounced Camp Lehi. No. It's, it's L-E-H-I-G-H. It might just be Le, lay. Lie. It's in Virginia. Yeah, I don't know. I just really hope that it's not an actual place that people live. And I'm mispronouncing it, because if it's comic books, then I don't care, but... <laughs> camp Lehigh. Uh, it's, it's fine. I'm just gonna call it Camp Lehigh, because that's how it's spelled. Camp Lehigh, Virginia. And this is where he meets Bucky, a child who was orphaned when his father was killed during training, before World War II. So he was unofficially adopted as a camp mascot, which I don't <coughs> think that's how anything works. Absolutely not. But okay. (laughs) Anyway, Bucky discovers Steve changing into the Captain America uniform, and Steve, who I guess is like totally okay with child endangerment, was like, well, now you know my secret. Guess that means you're my partner who goes and punches Nazis with me. Steve! (laughs) You can't. And I mean, I mean... Later they do retcon yeah. some of it. I think they realized how buck wild yeah. it was to let a 15-year-old fight alongside a super soldier. Which, I mean, they had they kind of had to because of the popularity right. of Robin, who was introduced, I think, just like a year before. Yeah. So they're like, oh man, kids love Robin. Uh uh, uh Captain America has a teen sidekick and his name is Bucky. <laughs> And, I mean, it was it was a good call. It was a very good call. But a bit later, they're like, uh, maybe he begs Steve to let him, like, fight crime with him. And then he goes through, like, rigorous training. And, like, even before he's allowed to go, and the military is like... Hmm. Maybe we can let this kid go alongside Captain America because Captain America's like the best dude to keep this kid protected and it'll like rally the youth <laughs> of America. Yeah. 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 Nailed it. We got Nailed it. it. Perfect. Got it. Got it in one. Um. Oh. So, you know you know Steve yeah. Shield, right? The the, the, the mm-hmm. iconic round one with the uh, concentric yes. circles and the star in the middle and it's made out of the For fictional sure. metal vibranium? That's not his original what? shield. <laughs> he used to have just, like, a normal-ass shield that I get it was, like, still bulletproof. But it's shield-shaped and it's got stars on the top with, like, the flag stripes mm-hmm. going down it. But it was way too close to uh, the superhero, the shield, his look. So they changed it into a round Ooh. weapon in the second oh. issue of the comic. So they had the first issue and the people over with the shield are like, "Uh, that looks like our guy's thing. And they're like, oh, shit, Damn. you're right. Uh, It's round now. <laughs> we
0: tried and no one can criticize us.
1: Yeah, um, and a, mm-hmm. another fun fact, Stan Lee, uh, had a part in the third issue and he actually introduced, uh, like throwing the shield oh, as a weapon. Yeah, so that's, that's neat. Um, but in the comics, the way that they explain, uh, the different shield is the new one was presented to him by Franklin Delano <laughs> Roosevelt. The President of the United States. Well, you States. can't say no to the President. Um, The President just gave him a brand I, new shield. Here you go, son. It's I better. I was
0: really hoping that the story there would be that, like, and then what happened is that one famous panel where he eats his shield because <laughs> if he doesn't, he'll die.
1: You know, I'm actually gonna talk oh, about that goodness. later, but I can skip to it if um, you'd like. Do
0: do whatever feels right for the flow of your own narrative.
1: It's not an actual comics panel. <gasps> it's an edit made by Carrie Callan. Oh my goodness. He was trying to imagine um what would it look like if DC made covers of Marvel oh, my characters? Goodness. And it's just because he made it in 2010, and it's just completely lost oh, its thread. Oh my goodness! People think it's real, and it's not. And That's I love it so much better than
0: anything I could have imagined. Right? The world is a truly incredible
1: place. It is. Um, but yeah, the shield he now uses that. Instead of both a shield and a gun, they get rid of the yeah. gun pretty early. <laughs> they're like, but what That's if he doesn't have a gun? A good call it. It 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 probably was. Uh, but during World War II, Steve and Bucky fight mm-hmm. a lot of Nazis, but they also fight some crime in the U.S. and a few yeah. supervillains. But that all comes to an end in 1945 mm. when they're fighting Baron oh. Zemo, who. Who's a (laughs) weird-looking dude. Like, he's just got, like, this purple suit with a purple hood that has these lines on it. That makes it look like it was knitted. Like, he knitted himself a purple hood. And sometimes, like, sometimes he wears a military uniform or, like, tactical armor. But he's always got this knitted-looking purple hood with a gold (gasps) crown on it. And I don't know how, like, because sometimes it's, like, form-fitting. I don't oh know God. what it is. <laughs> but it looks so dumb. It looks so bad. It's just a dude in a purple hood.
0: Oh, my God.
1: Okay, but anyway, anyway, anyway. They're fighting Zemo, and they're trying to stop him from destroying a plane, which has a bomb on it. And this this bit's been, like, redone over and over and over in comics canon. So, like, there's going to be discrepancies. But there's a bomb. And they're trying to defuse it before it explodes. And I think sometimes Steve falls off the plane. And sometimes Bucky pushes him (laughs) off the plane right before it's about to explode. Because the world needs Captain America more than it needs Bucky. And the... and the really cinematic moment is Steve is falling into the ocean and he sees the plane explode and he is then immediately knocked out and eventually frozen in a block of ice. Oh man. And the fun. Okay, but the fun thing about this is this doesn't even come around until Stanley and Jack Kirby create the Avengers in 1963. <laughs> Like you would think that that would be somehow how like the original nineteen forties Captain America run mm-hmm. happened. N- no, the the original ones were mostly just canceled due to a post war disinterest in superheroes. And like the villain that they're fighting, Baron Zemo, wasn't even a character in the original comics. Like he was also introduced in
0: like oh my god sixties. It's so wild.
1: It's such a right. wild way to do this. <laughs> but so he's in in canon he's frozen for about twenty years, uh, before the original Avengers find him and thaw him out. And like there's a whole thing about like Namor the submariner finding him frozen in a block of ice and getting mad that the Inuit people are up there worshipping Steve's frozen Ooh. body, I guess. So he just like Sparta kicks him into the ocean, and then like the Avengers find him. <laughs> just uh, there, hanging out. Yeah, just just there. But uh, thanks to the super serum, he's fine. Definitely not dead after twenty years in a block of ice, and he just starts fighting <laughs> crime again with the Avengers. <laughs> Which, uh, at this point the Avengers are made up of Tony Stark as Iron Man, Janet Hell Van yeah. Dyne as the Wasp, Hank Pym as Ant Man oh. slash Giant Man, because he's Ant Man and like their first issue and then he's like, But what if I'm J- Giant Man because I can go big now <laughs> and everyone's just fine Shut up, with Hank. it. You're right? <laughs> and Thor. And Steve becomes uh, really good friends with a lot of the Avengers mm. in this lineup and in uh, lineups down the line. But he becomes especially good friends yes. with Tony Stark over the years. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. Good. <laughs> you, mm, yep. 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 Mm. Very good friends. And then in the movies, they're like, what if they're never friends, but we're going to pretend like they were. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> where is it, though? Werps. they're like well look at the comics and it's like oh okay but this isn't the comics anyway i'm not getting into (laughs) we already
0: talked about it we can't get into it
1: (laughs) i'm not getting into it um but at this point uh steve well he's with the avengers he's still like consumed by grief and guilt over the loss of you know bucky Mm -hmm. and his friends and his previous life but he's doing (laughs) his best but there's like a lot of it that's just very '60s mm-hmm. comics. Like this, this is a direct quote from a comics panel. Guess I was too deep in thought. Thoughts about Bucky.
0: <laughs> um, I have seen that one also, uh, and I think about it a lot because <laughs> it's very good. Is it is the also thing. a mood,
1: as the kids say. A huge mood. Uh, but. In the 60s, we are introduced to our second sidekick, Rick Jones. Oh! And for a long time, Rick really just reminds Steve of Bucky, and he's, like, trying to deal with that trauma, but Rick is also just very into the idea of being his sidekick. And, you know, Steve (sighs) refuses, because he doesn't want to put another teen in danger. Yeah. Which is understandable, absolutely Uh, like there's even um one bit where rick just kind of puts on the bucky uniform and steve flips the fuck out yeah which if a kid who already reminds you of your dead sidekick shows up wearing your dead sidekick's outfit you would be understandably angry (laughs) (laughs) yeah it doesn't feel great but a little bit down the line steve's like all right fine And Rick Jones gets to be a sidekick, uh, but he gets, like, they they kind of break up because Rick Jones gets angry at who he thinks is Steve, but it's actually the Red Skull impersonating Steve. Uh, Of course. Yeah, but it's fine because Rick goes to hang out with Marvell you know yeah the original captain marvel yeah the the alien dude yeah uh-huh. uh we could actually probably do a whole episode on rick jones he gets into some wild shit yeah it's like <laughs> it's like well he starts out with the hulk and he's the only person who knows who the hulk is and then he gets in with captain america and then he gets in with captain marvel and then he just like has a finger in like every pie basically <laughs> Just kind of hopping around through yeah, this thing. Yeah, superhero to superhero. Um, and it's around, uh, this time that, like, like, 60s, early 70s-ish, um, where Steve's, like, helping out Nick Fury, who he knew from the war, mm-hmm. who is also still young because of something called the infinity formula, I guess. <laughs> It's Because fine. comics. Because comics. Um, <laughs> but he's helping him with, with some S.H.I.E.L.D. stuff. And that's where he meets Sharon Carter, mm-hmm. who he befriends and then falls in love with. And, like, I guess it's not weird that he used to date Peggy Carter, who is sometimes, uh, in depending on the continuity, Sharon's older sister. <laughs> or, like, her aunt slash great aunt like dating dating a woman in the 1940s being frozen and then like meeting a relative of hers and dating her if that definitely sounds like a help, healthy coping mechanism right
0: <laughs> it's a, it's a very regular thing to do and nobody should ask any questions about it thanks
1: yeah i mean it's not i and mean, in, in the early stuff it's not like a lot um I mean, like it's always because she's a woman in a comic in the 1960s. Mm-hmm. Steve wants her to quit Shield because it's dangerous, no. and Sharon dies, but later comes back because Mark Wade really likes how she's a cynic and Stephen is an idealist. So Mark Wade is like, okay, she didn't really die; she just kind of like. Went into deep cover. It's fine. Everybody just thinks she's dead. Thanks, Mark. I mean, she was mostly just like a footnote in a lot of the stuff that I was reading. It's like, oh, yeah, and Sharon dies here. And it's like, wait, what? Sorry, she what? I'm sorry, she what? You just said like three lines ago, he meets Sharon Carter and they fall in love. And then now you're telling me that she dies, and then you're like not telling me anything else about it.: Oh, uh, comics. Yeah. Like she sh- like she could have been so cool. Yeah. She could still be so cool, but comics, they hate women. The thing about comics
0: is that they don't like women very much.:
1: Yeah. Anyway, in like 1969, Steve meets Sam Wilson. Who becomes the superhero, the Falcon. He's got some mechanical wings and can also, like, talk to birds tel- telepathically. <laughs> I love that so much. I don't know it's... how he can talk to birds telepathically, but he can. It's so good and unnecessary. It's and so good. good. Uh, But they're friends for a very long time. And we're going to talk more about Sam in, like, two weeks. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Uh, but in the 1970s, Steve becomes disillusioned with the government. <laughs> imagine. All right, imagine. But it's basically because of, like, comics Watergate. Because comics people are like, okay, Watergate happened. We should put something like that in our comics also so that comics characters can react to Watergate. <laughs> And so Steve's like, I'm not going to be Captain America anymore, because I don't know if I can, you know, uphold American ideals in this government Mm -hmm. landscape and everything. And he, like, almost gives up being a hero altogether, except Clint Barton disguises himself as the Golden Archer. Clint. And, like, has a confrontation with him that just leads to Steve being like, fine, but I can't be Captain America going to be a new hero. I'm going to be named Nomad because that's a man without a country. My outfit is going to be blue and yellow. And it'll have a v-neck that goes down to my belt and a mm. cape. And this is who I am now. <laughs> it's not a phase. It's not a phase, except it is because it only lasted four issues. Yeah,
0: it is also great that Clint disguised him- disguises himself as a different Archery themed superhero. Like there
1: aren't that many of them. Clint. He does that like every time. (laughs) Like oh man, I need a new. I need. I need to convince someone of something. All right, I'm gonna dress up as a totally different dude. What What's his skill gonna be? Archery. Still just way into archery. Still just way into archery. It's It's his one thing. Let him have it.
0: God, he does it so good.
1: But yeah, Steve's Nomad for four issues. And then he realizes that he can still be Captain America and champion his own ideals without being directly involved in the American government. And also that capes are very easy to trip over. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my man. Yeah. It seems like Steve is just like, he has a lot of little crises where he's like, I can't be Captain America anymore. And then shortly there, shortly after, he's like, okay, I'm going to be Captain America again.
0: <laughs>
1: that was a uh, very silly thing I did. That was a very silly thing he did. Um, so in the 1980s, Roger Stern and John Byrne. Byrne? Byrne? Bryn. I don't know. Byrne? John Byrne. <laughs> Roger Stern and John Byrne. I'm just going to make them rhyme. That's uh, good. They have a run of Captain America, which, I one, they steal somebody else's idea, which, I mean, they don't really steal it because they do credit them with the idea, but the, it, Roger Stern initially was like, no, that idea sucks. And then later he's like, okay, but what if I did that idea? <laughs> what if I did it, but good. Where Steve runs for president, I guess. Oh, my God. But that's not why I'm bringing up this run. I'm bringing up this run because at this point, Sharon is believed to be dead. And they introduce a new love interest. And she's pretty (laughs) kick-ass. Her name is Bernie Rosenthal. And she met Steve in her apartment building. And they kind of started dating. But she was like, why does Steve run off all the time without any notice? That's weird. (laughs) And it's kind of like, stop and go. But eventually she figures out that Steve is Captain America. Nice. Because they're at an anti-Nazi rally and her ex-husband shows up and starts causing trouble. And Steve disappears (laughs) and Captain America shows up. (laughs) Steve! (laughs) And, like, takes care of the situation so that, like, her ex-husband is taken away and... he can stop being violent and everything and uh she's like oh you're you're captain america (laughs) hold on obviously (laughs) hold on and then she's like okay i can i can deal with this all right and so they kind of do the the thing where he goes off and does his superheroing and she stays at home and does glass blowing and sells her things in her shop which is called the glass menagerie I love it right and she's just like waiting for him to come back and then she's happy when he does and they do this for a while and they get engaged then rent prices go up and she has to close down her store and she finds out that what she really wants to do is no longer be engaged to Steve and go to law school (laughs) Oh yeah, right? Get it. So she literally just leaves him a note saying like go into li- law school. Why can't I say law school? <laughs> she just leaves him a note saying, Go into law school. Bye. Peace. I love it. That I love it. I love it so much. Owns. Actually.
0: But she becomes
1: a lawyer and they kind of do the friends thing for a bit and they kind of keep in touch a little and it's nice. Aww. But anyway, that's 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 enough about Bernie. I just wanted to talk about her for a bit because I don't think she's ever going to come up ever again. Yeah, um,
0: that rules. Yeah.
1: Oh, man. But, uh, later Steve drops the Captain America mantle again. <laughs> but this time because the Commission on Superhuman Activities tries to get him to work directly for the U.S. government. Oh, boy. It's Like, no, I can't. I cannot do it. I I already went through all that stuff with Nomad and I, I can't I can't <laughs> It's the whole thing. So he starts going by the Captain oh, and he's got God. this black suit with red and white stripes and a black star on it. And I like it a lot less than the Nomad costume. <laughs> Cause it just kinda looks like what if Captain America were goth? But not I even mean, like good goth. Oh, yeah, there you go. Right. Who cares? <laughs> And, like, some other guy takes over the Captain America mantle and eventually folds under the pressure of being Captain America. And he and Steve, like, I think they fight, maybe. <laughs> Probably. Statistically. Statistically. Uh, But that guy's like, alright, yeah, you're right, I'm gonna go be this other guy that has a lot less pressure. And Steve's like, fine, I guess I'll be Captain America again. Oh boy. Who boy. Hachimachi. Oh, I think the government's trying to destroy our podcast. We need to vote <laughs> to get them out of our podcast. I don't know. I have a bad transition. <laughs> Audacity froze and we had to pause for a little bit there. Anyway. Yep.
0: Yeah, we pulled through, though. We're back at it. We, we pulled through. We won't
1: be suppressed. We made it. And... Yeah, so... Captain America and the captain fought, and he became Captain America again. Because he's gotta. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes in the... Sometimes. Sometime in the 90s, uh, Steve is doing his superheroing when a mm-hmm. meth lab explodes. And oh. it messes up his super soldier serum somehow. Oh, no. <laughs> so he gets it he gets the super soldier serum removed from his body and that makes him start deteriorating to the point of using a exoskeleton to keep on trucking and then he eventually has to get put back into suspended animation oh my god and this isn't even the wildest shit <laughs> because he unfortunately gets, the way that this gets fixed is he gets a blood transfusion from the Red Skull, who you know he's oh my both God. Steve's arch nemesis and a Nazi. Mm-hmm. Yep. He gets this blood transfusion from the Red Skull because the Red Skull is currently in a body that was cloned from Steve Rogers' cells, which I guess just kind of have the super serum, sup- the super soldier serum in them. At all times just and just in them, the blood transfusion works. Don't ask me how the red skull got into Steve's cloned body, but uh <laughs> it's God, <gone. laughs> and just some more wild stuff happens with people trying to use the super serum and becoming villains, mm. and Steve's shield is almost destroying all the vibranium on earth somehow, but the, the 90s is a lot, but it doesn't matter, because in mm-hmm. 2005, Ed Brubaker is writing Captain America. Oh, and yes. It turns out that Bucky didn't really die in that explosion in 1945, <laughs> but instead he was found by the Soviets, brainwashed, and now he's an assassin known as the Winter Soldier. And there he is is there he is, and this is very important to me and us as a as a country uh, <laughs> as a nation, but Steve, like hardly has any time to deal with the you know the huge thing of his teen sidekick who he thought was dead for like forty years, has actually been tortured and brainwashed and like turned into a super assassin. Because it's 2006, and here comes the Civil War. (laughs) Yeah. Which, God, Olivia, we should probably do an episode on the Civil War at some point, like, in the distant future.
0: Yeah, it's it's a whole dang thing, huh? It's a
1: whole dang thing, and I've been trying to read it for years, (laughs) but I get, like a quarter to halfway through and get distracted and stop and then forget what was happening because it's just such a huge crossover and there were so right. many different people involved in it that, like, there's a yeah. bunch of inconsistencies. God. God. But whatever, whatever. Anyway, Civil War happened because of, well, a lot of things, but uh, kids, these, these like, college kids, with powers who are going by the new warriors trying to catch some villains on film for a reality tv show very Mm -hmm. very 2006. yeah Uh, and one of the villains makes a huge explosion that kills roughly 600 people including i think an elementary school and this made, like, a lot of people call for more accountability and training for people with powers, which, um, let, like, the Superhuman Registration Act was something that had already kind of come up in comics.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, it started with, like, the Mutant Registration Act, and then it kind of evolved into more s- superheroes. But this was, like, the big mm-hmm. catalyst for that to actually start going through. Um... But anyway, sides are split between registration and anti-registration, where registration Mm -hmm. is more like, all right, we need accountability, we need to know who people are so that we don't just have all these people out here running around doing shit that they shouldn't be doing. And anti-registration is like, hey, that's dangerous because if people, if the villains know who we are, then they'll come after our families, and Mm -hmm. that sucks. (laughs) And... Tony Stark, Iron Man, is the main dude for registration. And Steve Rogers is the main dude for anti-registration. Yes. And they both have their reasons, and it's all a lot and very complicated. And they probably would have been able to figure it out amongst themselves. <laughs> Except things go way, way south yeah. real fast. Uh But, uh, Tony leads the official sanctioned Avengers, and Steve leads the secret Avengers, (laughs) and, but, I mean, we can, we can save a lot of this for the eventual Civil War one, where I will be a lot more prepared to talk about the Civil War, but, like, people are put in prison without trials, people die, it's terrible, uh... And that's about as far as I got when I was reading it, like, you know, like five, six Mm -hmm. years ago in college. Yeah. So it gets a bit vague from here on out for me, but the important thing is that Steve gives up, and as he's being taken to trial, he's assassinated. And not just by a villain, (laughs) but also by a brainwashed Sharon Carter. Which sucks. (laughs) Yeah. But, uh... Yeah. 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 Like, Civil War, Tony realizes that it's not worth it to keep fighting for the Superhuman Registration Act, because Steve was Mm -hmm. his friend, and now he's dead, and I don't know how it ends, or what, like, the ramifications are, because I never finished reading it. But... (laughs) The important thing is uh, Bucky becomes Captain America for a bit while Steve is dead. But Bucky Cap. It, Bucky Cap is so good. We're going to talk about him next week. We're de- yes, 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 yes. Uh, and Steve shows back up, which everybody knew was going to happen. They're like, Steve's not actually dead. This is comics. <laughs> we know better. Bucky came back. <laughs> so Steve's not dead. Yeah. Uh, so instead of being dead... His consciousness was stuck in like a time loop. Cuz I guess that's how being shot works. Yeah, that's what guns do. But like he gets like his body gets taken over by the red skull. Oh my but God. his consciousness comes back and wins and it's just all very comics. Yeah. Uh and after this people it's like, well, Now that Steve's back, is Bucky still going to be Captain America? The answer is yes. Because Steve is like, Bucky, (laughs) here, take the shield. It's yours. I'm going to go do my own thing. And, I mean, it... I have in my notes, this is where it gets really weird. But it's all very weird. (laughs) There's so much. It's been weird the whole time. It's... The... The rest of my notes are just like, this is all too much. Uh, Yes. After the Superhuman Registration Act is repealed, Steve reestablishes the Avengers Mm -hmm. and then joins the secret Avengers again, which still exist, I guess, even though the Superhuman Registration Act has been repealed. Mm -hmm. And then Bucky is killed. So So Steve goes back to being Captain America To fight the serpent, who I think is Thor's uncle? (laughs) And this guy breaks Steve's shield with his bare hands. Holy shit. So, he ends up using Thor's hammer to fight. Which, you know, Thor's hammer. Which can only Mm -hmm. be wielded by those who are worthy. And... Famously. Steve is just extremely worthy, thank you. It's delightful. It happens multiple times in comics that Steve wields Mjolnir and I love it every single time. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> but Thor kills his uncle and Tony fixes the shield and it does the whole thing where it's like it's stronger now even though you can see the scar on it. <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, you would think that Steve would be sad about Bucky dying again, except he's one of three people who know that Bucky isn't actually dead.
0: There it is.
1: There it is. He didn't actually die. He just went back to the Winter Soldier identity. It's it's fine. So Steve's, Steve's Captain America again. Yay! Except in 2012... Oh, no! There's another crossover event, which it's Avengers versus. X-Men. And there's some stuff about the Phoenix force, and Steve doesn't think that it's safe, so he tries to stop the X-Men, but Cyclops thinks it's going to save the mutants, and there's a big fight, and Cyclops mm-hmm. ends up getting arrested for crimes. for
0: being the worst
1: and Steve realizes that you know maybe he should have done more to help the mutants instead of just like sitting on the sidelines and ignoring how much of the world hates mutants the whole time Mm -hmm. that you know he's out there fighting with with them both like Mm -hmm. side by side and against them and So he's like, you know what, we'll fix this. Another Avengers team. Oh my god. With both mutants and non-mutants on it. And I think he named the team the Avengers Unity Squad. Steve. (laughs) But the comic's title is Uncanny Avengers, so I like to imagine Mm -hmm. they're just out there calling themselves the Uncanny Avengers. Yes. But anyway, later on... Steve loses the super soldier serum again, mm-hmm. and his body rapidly ages to reflect his age, which, since this is, like, mid-2000s, I think, uh, mm-hmm. or, like, late 2000s, he's, like, in his 90s. <laughs> so he, Very old. Very old. Cannot go out punching people anymore. So he retires, but instead of like just not doing anything he starts being a mission coordinator because he still has all his tactical skills hell yeah so what does he do he appoints sam wilson as the new captain america which is very good (laughs) it is It's very good and we're gonna talk about that more in two weeks and now we got, but now we gotta talk about something that's not good and it's the part that I was not looking forward to. Oh, beans. Cause in 2016, (sighs) some stuff went down and Steve was like either brainwashed or reality was changed. To have him be a member of Hydra, and he's been a member of Hydra since he was, like, a teen. Uh, Which, you know, Hydra's a Nazi organization, so it's super cool that you have your character that was literally created to punch Nazis, be a Nazi, I guess. Yeah, I love it. it. It's great. Uh, It... Feels really cool and good! You know what else feels really cool and good? Mm-hmm. During this time, he, like, also actively sabotages Sam Wilson as Captain America. and de- And he, like, demoralizes him to try to get the Captain America identity and S.H.I.E.L.D. back without killing Sam because then Sam would be a martyr. And that's bad. It feels so bad. It just sucks. It's bad. Uh, But, I mean, eventually they find the real Steve Rogers, who's trapped inside the cosmic cube. Mm. And, I mean, the, the Hydra Steve Rogers is trying to fix the cosmic cube that was broken at some point, I guess. And... Put it back together so that he can change it so that Hydra war- won World War II, which is oh a great thing for Captain America to do, I guess. And so the real Steve, who's stuck inside the cube, eventually it gets fixed enough that he can manifest physically, and they like defeat him. And now they're both—they both exist: this real Steve and the Hydra Steve. And Hydra Steve's, like, in jail now, I guess. Which is great. He's definitely not getting out at some point. Because comics. No.
0: Of course not. Why would that happen? It just...
1: It sucks. It sucks. It's bad. Why did you ever do
0: that? Why did nobody decide, like, hey, actually, I hate this.
1: Like, I'm glad that he's not a Nazi anymore. Or, like, there's a version of him that's no long—that's not a Nazi and never was. But, like, why couldn't we have just had that forever?
0: Why did it have to ever come up at all?
1: Why did we ever have to have Steve be a Nazi? It just sucks all around. It's
0: so bad. It's the absolute pits. All right.
1: But I don't, I don't, okay. I don't want to end it on this note. No. So, I'm gonna talk about some little things that I love about Steve Rogers. Are you ready? Yes. Oh my god, absolutely, yes. Number one, since he's such a prominent character in comics and has been for a long time, the list on Wikipedia has like all the, you know, the team affiliations. Yes. It includes things like Illuminati and New York City Police Department. <laughs> And, you know, it has these things, and I am just sitting here wondering, like, I know that Illuminati was, like, a superhero team name, but did Steve join the New York City Police Department at some point? I don't know. And I love that. It's just a fun, a fun surprise. A fun mystery. A fun mystery. Number two, he was on a Golden Age team called the All winner Squad.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. That's
1: amazing. Hey, are we the all loser squad? Or hell no. We're the all winner squad. We're the all winner squad. We're all winners. <laughs> Number three. <sighs> he's apparently an expert in parkour. Hell yes. Number four was the if he doesn't eat his shield, he'll die one. <laughs> Thanks. I still love it. It's still so good. If you've never seen it, I'm gonna, uh, post a link to the original blog post in our show description. Oh
0: my so gosh, yes.
1: click through that, I guess. Uh.
0: Yeah, you have to just look at it. It'll bring you so much joy.
1: If your podcatcher doesn't let you click on links, it's also on our website. Um, so that's good. Uh, number five. One of the covers for Brubaker's run of, like, when, you know, Bucky comes back. Just Mm -hmm. has Steve and Bucky hunched over yelling at each other. (sighs) And I fucking love this cover so much. I have it on a (laughs) t-shirt. Good. It's so good. Number six. In the MCU, he's played by Chris Evans, and people compare him to a Dorito. That's true. Number seven. This one's not about Steve, but I listened to the Captain America The Winter Soldier soundtrack while doing this research, and it gave me so much writing energy. (laughs) Anyway, those are all my fun facts. That's comics. Olivia, did you read anything this week?
0: Um, I, um, I read, I read a couple things. Um, I read, uh, I do, I read a bunch of, there were a couple, like, Halloween specials because we were in a a fifth week um d c released a uh, a Batman secret files that has like some some short stories in it um Marvel did an avengers uh Halloween special that had some fun spooky Avengers stories, except a bunch of them weren't about the Avengers actually there's one where like, oh Daredevil gets his uh gets surgery to, to get his 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 sight restored, but oh everything he sees is weird and spooky and there's one that's like, oh, when they get Captain America out of the ice, he's a he's a spooky zombie monster. Um stuff like that. It was it's it's it was a little cheesy. Um but it was it was a fun Halloween read. Yeah it sounds um, very fun. Yeah. Um but The most important thing, I'm gonna reiterate it, um, is that if you're listening to this on Tuesday, and you haven't voted yet, and you live in America, and you're eligible to vote, please go vote. Go vote. Please go vote. Please go vote. Listen, (laughs) the thing, the takeaway from the story of Captain America is that... Even though he he's he's very strong and he does parkour and he has a cool shield that he didn't eat, um, <laughs> his his real superpower that enables him to defeat Nazis is his just unflagging belief that the world can be better. And you can all have that superpower too. and you should go vote. please, 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 please do it please go Captain vote. Captain America would want you to.
1: Imagine Captain America giving you a nice pep talk about going and voting. It's very motivating. Yes, he'd be so
0: proud of you. And we will be too. If you if you vote and you tweet at us that you voted, we will tell you that we are proud of you and that Captain America is too. Yeah, please do. Um, God, yes. Um, did you have anything else you wanted to add? Any comics or anything?
1: I did not read any comics this week. It is still figure skating season, so I'm figure skating still still up on that. Um, but I would like to thank Victoria Watkins for yes. our new uh, logo. You might have seen it. And if you want to check out more of Victoria's work, because it's excellent, their website is starstarparty.com. And they also have an Instagram at starstar.party and a Twitter at starstarparty. And (laughs) they also play Burnin' the Bard on the Magic Folk podcast, which is an Mm. actual play tabletop roleplay podcast. And it's very good. Go listen if if you're interested and you're looking for a new uh, RPG podcast. We love those. Thank you again, Victoria. It's excellent. Yeah. We love it.
0: It's so great. I'm so excited. Um, and um, yes, thank you, Victoria. Thank you, listeners, for joining us. Um, if you want to uh, check us out anywhere else, we have all of our social media are under Capes and Japes. You can find us on Twitter and Tumblr and Instagram uh, and our Facebook group and on Pinterest um, hit, hit all those up, uh, tell us if you voted, I mean, tell us that you voted, if you say you didn't vote, we're not going to be that excited for, I, for, to hear that, so you, if you vote, you should tell us, and we will be very excited, um, and you can send us an email at, uh, capes and japes at gmail.com, you can join our discord server that we have links to, um, and, uh, yeah, feel- feel free to leave us a rating and review on iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts, if- if- if that- if that strikes your fancy, um, we really appreciate it. If you want to leave us a tip in our tip jar, that is amazing. Um, but thank you so much for listening! Go vote! Go vote! Do it, do it, do it!
1: I have been Olivia. And I have been Elion. and as always- Kiss me sexy Batman. Go vote. (laughs) Kiss me voting
0: Batman. Woo. Democracy Batman. Kiss me democratic Batman. Thanks.